hello and welcome to Kalari Drops, this uh, special segment I do now on the Social Aware Nightmare Podcast. It's just easier to call it the Kalari Drops without completely changing the site name and everything else. I realized as people were asking me about this podcast, because I had taken it out of my profile for a while, because I've been doing so much with Snatching Edges podcast. And I've been, you know, getting Axiom, my sci-fi novel, edited and ready to go for publishing, and also working on some other writing projects. So this cast kind of took a backseat after the end of the year cast that I did back in, at the end of December. And I realized that as much as I love Snatching Edges, I love being part of the Glamtron crew, there are times where I want to get some venting out. And 20 minutes normally is a good enough way for me to really talk to people. And plus, it's kind of embarrassing. I I mean, I put out the Social Wear Nightmare podcast link to uh, people who have been interested in this podcast. And I realized I had a podcast in almost three months on this channel. And it's not Anchor's fault. Anchor has been very supportive of my podcast very supportive of my schedule. I like to thank those who are still donating to this podcast. I have not taken any of that money out. I'm trying to let it accrue because it will be used towards different podcast uh, ventures and towards projects that I'm working on, whether it's comic books or, or my novels. So thank you for donating. The money is resting. I'm not going to take it out anytime soon. But I do appreciate those who support this cast, who have been supporting my work, and who have donated to causes that I've tweeted out or put on Facebook. I have been in such a weird flux lately. Because I feel a lot better since a lot of things changed in my life. It's just me and my son, with my boyfriend coming and going as we both feel comfortable. You know, we're together. We've been together for five years. We're not at the point of let's get married or anything like that, but we're close. But we don't overcrowd each other when it comes to personal space, when it comes to when I need to really be left alone, and it's working for now. I know eventually we're going to get to the point where we want to be closer and want to be together. Right now, since he's working out in public, I'm constantly worried about him with the latest, you know, things going on with the coronavirus and where he works with the potential of people acting like fools and him getting hurt. So even last night I had the conversation with him that worse comes to worse and they don't give you sick, sick leave because his particular position doesn't have work from home options. But if worse came to worse, he would have a place to stay. I'm not going to let anybody I care about worry about where they're going to be if this virus shuts everything down. So that's the kind of conversations we've been having lately, and I know we're not alone in this. And my son has been doing online courses for the last two years since we moved here to Michigan. I just felt safer since I didn't know the area enrolling him in an online school. We had the technology. I, I keep laptops and stuff for my personal work, for the speech writing I used to do, for the gaming journalism I used to do. So we were all set up for it. Um, it's a full-on school. 
we have field trip. Tomorrow's, well, technically today's field trip was canceled. We were supposed to go to the Capitol, but once again, because of the coronavirus, that fell. A lot of the gatherings have been put off, and now we're monitoring to see if the state tests are going to happen next month because of the quarantine. Even though it is an online school via Connections Academy, there are meetups. We've had group meetups with his IEP because my son is autistic. So we are face-to-face phone calls, video chat type school. But there's still risk. The last time we had an IEP meeting a few weeks back, I caught a cold because my immune system is not as strong as other people. I deal with severe anemia and other health problems. So it is hard when you basically have to cut yourself off. I have to be very careful during these times. I get a lot of stuff delivered. I try to limit contact during the cold and flu season because I don't like being in hospitals. I don't think there's a person alive that could say they 100% like hospitals, but I literally, with my paranoia because of schizo and bipolar, do not like to have to stay in hospitals, even when I know it's for my best. And in the last two years, I've had to have surgeries, and I just had a blood transfusion not even six months ago because with my anemia, it gets bad. I mean, my count gets so low that they are surprised that I'm able to walk and talk. So they monitor me for that. And I'm grateful to the Michigan healthcare system because of that. But it is rough. And a lot of people are like this. And we are in dangerous times because we don't have smart people governing us. I said this on this National Edge podcast. I've said it on Twitter, and I mean it. We are in a crisis. This pandemic is 10 times worse than it needs to be because we don't have smart people at the helm of this. We have people who are science deniers, who are climate change deniers, who do not know how to handle pandemics. They don't have the staff and the force for it. They have cut the CDC's budget. They're not allowing mandatory testing, which should be allowed. They're not getting the word out. It's, it's by state to state. And some states are on top of their game. Shout out to yous in Washington. Shout out to yous in New York. But there are some states that aren't taking this seriously. They're letting people uh, spread propaganda. You got Jim Baker selling fake cures for the coronavirus. Stupid people. The state of Missouri is already suing his ass because of that. You've got people on social media saying, wash your hands with the pansy. We can't afford this dip into idiosyncrasy that America seems to be full-on embracing and has been for the last few years. This is serious, y'all. And I don't understand how people are not focused on November. And I'm already hearing excuses being made. So, like I said on Snatching Edges, and I said it here, I'm going to be spending the next few weeks studying, tweeting out absentee ballot laws, absentee ballot uh, forms, absentee ballot websites, because we have no excuse not to represent. And absentee ballots, I mean, at least 27 states can be filed with no excuses, including Michigan, where I live. There is no excuse if your state has absentee voter ballots that you don't get on that list early on. 
don't say, well, Tim, it's early yet. I don't really know who I'm going to vote for, so why should I worry? You should worry because we don't know how bad things might be by November, and we cannot let the Trump administration allow the excuses that it's too sick to have an election because it's already leaning towards that, y'all. The rumblings on social media, and I know I like to say that social media isn't real life, but it's enough of an inkling of how people think to where we have to stay on top of this and mobilize because we can't afford another four years of Trump. I swear, I tallied earlier today. I just wrote it down on Twitter in a thread. All the things off the top of my head, and this was just off the top of my head, I didn't even get everything that we have gone through, major things, domestic terrorism, deaths of innocent people, deaths of our allies, embarrassing blunders and gaps on a global scale. Four years under Trump, I highlighted some of the worst, and it felt like I aged 10 years after I finished writing all that out. And like I said, I didn't even get everything because I missed both sides and Nazis. Heather Heyer's death. There was so much that went down these last four years. It was hard to keep track. And you guys, you have to realize that we are barely, barely scraping by now. He has tanked our economy. The Dow Jones has been going crazy. People are going to have to make a painful choice, whether to go out and work and risk getting sick, because some people do not, like my boyfriend, do not have the option to work from home from their job or to lose their job by staying home because they don't want to risk infection. Some who work in retail especially have the added fear that customers are going to lose their mind. They're already buying up all the paper towel, toilet paper. They're already buying up all the hand sanitizer. They're going crazy with the soap. People are showing pictures of store shelves that are completely empty. Now, when I was younger, I worked for a grocery store in the South, and it took a lot to have completely empty shelves. I worked stock. We were supposed to keep them shelves full. So if people are showing pictures in grocery stores of completely empty shelves, that means y'all are going crazy on them. And just yesterday, before I went to bed, a friend of mine, Noxima, posted a video in Georgia where a guy got stabbed fighting with another guy over cases of water. They're already acting like it's the zombie apocalypse, y'all. We humans just do not know how to come together, act empathetic and smart during crisis times. We've proven this over and over in this country. It is either 0 to 100 and losing our minds or complete apathy. There's no middle. And you know what? We can't keep doing this. But what we definitely can't do is let this be used to cancel elections. And I am so worried that people are going to fall into that thought process because it's so easy for us to become complacent. It's so easy for us to find ways to excuse ourselves from having to worry and think about things. I'm telling you, if you took the time to listen to this cast, don't get complacent. Get active. Get organized. We are a generation that a lot of us have and will work from home. We are tech savvy. There is absolutely no excuse when a lot of these absentee ballot places 
can let you file and fill out the form online. There are plenty of free PDF form filer form fillers out there on the web. If you need help with this, reach out to me. I I don't care if I don't even really know you. Tweet to me because I don't open up my DMs to non followers. But if you're a follower, hit me up in DMs. Pretend I don't know what's going on. Help me get this filled out. I will help you. This means a lot to me because I don't want four more years of Trump, and I don't want the excuses that I'm seeing already floating around the internet for why we can't get out the vote in November. Absentee ballots are a way to ensure that Trump can't get away with what he did for these last four years. And it is so important that you file, you send, some states allow you to email it as long as you fill it out clearly and your signature matches what they have on your voting file. Some places will require you to print the form out and mail it. So if you don't have access to postage stamps, remember, you can go to the USPS and pay for postage online and print that out. If you don't have a printer, there, there were, it, it, I know there are hurdles. I'm poor. So I'm I'm trying to work with y'all because I don't have a printer right now. If you listen to the Snatching Edges podcast, Tony has been trying to raise money to replace the printer that I had that broke. Um, it hasn't been happening, but that's okay because we know money's tight for people. I use my uh, future in-laws printer when they allow it. So I, because I've been checking to make sure that I'm on absentee ballot because I emailed the clerk, I'm still not seeing it. So what I'm going to do is print out the PDF that I filled out and mail it in. I am not joking with this. I do not want any excuses to why my vote can't be counted. And I can't risk, like I did on Tuesday, getting sick. And I know that this is going to be an excuse for people. And if anybody listening wants to help by sending me information about your state, what your absentee ballots are... um policies are, it would help immensely, and I would appreciate it. I'm also going to be reaching out to people. I already put the tweet out, and I've had several people respond positively about volunteering to drive elderly, disabled, and poor people to the polls, and that's if they don't use this the excuse of the coronavirus. This is our backup plan for getting people to the actual polls that cannot drive, that cannot afford to pay to have somebody take them. There are volunteer programs out there. We are going to gather information, get lists for people that provide rides to the polls. I know that some people think it's too early to be organizing. You need to snap out of that thought because a lot of us thought in 2016 that all we had to do was show up at the polls and everything was going to be all right. All we had to do is cast that ballot and everything would be okay, and it wasn't. And it hasn't been for the last four years. So getting together, organizing, mobilizing, we can do this online. That's the brilliant thing about today's technology. We can really organize, mobilize, pull information, and get things done. And a lot of things that used to just only be by snail mail now can be done with computers. So even if you're not tech savvy, you should probably know somebody who is. 
And if you're having any problems with absentee ballot applications, please reach out. My name is Kalari Gamerchick on Twitter. My name is Tanisha Walker. I am not anonymous. Hit me up because this is important to me. Ooh, so much has been going on. I've been blogging, y'all. I don't know if y'all know me. I don't know if you're new to listening to this cast, but anybody who's not new has heard me say several times on here, on Twitter, on Facebook, on the Snaps and Edges podcast, I am an introvert. I have bipolar schizophrenia. I do not like showing myself a lot. I have self-conscious image issues. I went through a lot of physical abuse. I went through a lot of struggles with weight, and I'm still struggling with it after the sexual assault that happened when I was a teenager. I've gone through a lot, so I do not have a high opinion of my physical appearance. And it's taken a lot of work for me to feel more confident. My boyfriend has helped with that. My my son is constantly saying how beautiful his mommy is. It's still hard for me because I was literally with somebody who beat me down mentally, physically, and made me feel ugly. And I'm at the point now where I could take insults to my looks. I even insult my looks just for humor. And I know some people take offense to that, but it's my way of coping. I, I, I honestly, my self-esteem is a lot better than it used to be. But there's never, I, I don't think I'm ever going to feel pretty in the standards that people try to tell me I am. It just, it confuses me and it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And it's not y'all's fault. I just, I went through a lot. And I got some nasty comments that I, I blocked some people. I'm not going to give them too much spotlight. But another reason why it's hard for me to do these vlogs is because my front teeth are chipped. One one tooth is completely uh, slanted chipped, and the other one is a little broken. And that happened to me when I was younger. And I had surgery to put the caps on, but the dentist where I was wasn't a high-quality dentist, and they came right off twice. So... With my paranoia of people being in my mouth as it is, I never went back to get it fixed. So this has been a permanent thing with me. And it's not really noticeable to those even close to me because I, I don't smile a lot. I deal with flat face effects. I can smile when I'm laughing. Sometimes it's involuntary. But I, for general purposes, I tend to either look flat faced or frowning. And I get a lot of why are you so angry from people, or you would look prettier if you smile, and I appreciate it, but my disorder makes that kind of hard, so, you know, just a little bit of friendly advice for those who are constantly telling people they don't know to smile, you don't know what we're going through, so kind of chill with that, but um, I'm blogging now because I really need to vent about non-voters, about the revolution that's in not happening. It's just not happening. And right now, as many people have said and written, this is a spoiler campaign for Bernie. Every day he continues his campaign when he has lost so many key battleground states. This is a victory not for Bernie, but for Trump. We cannot afford 
to be frank, in a two-pronged assault again. We cannot afford to deal with people who say that they don't want to vote if they don't get their way. I was there. I had my temper tantrum. I'm not going to act like I didn't feel like after Kamala declared her suspension that I wasn't ready to just be done and say, F this, let you suffer. But I realized that it's not about me. I had to get it out of my system. I wasn't proud of that moment, but I needed to vent because I am so sick and tired of this country realizing the strength of women, realizing the strength of black women, but not allowing us to lead this country. But I realized that we won't be able to have any kind of female president if we don't get this piece of crap and his idiot administration out now. And if it takes Joe Biden to get that done, swallow your pride. I've muted so many people that I care about who just can't let it go. I love y'all, but if you are still complaining because Warren had to drop out, because Harris had to drop out, because Gillibrand, Castro, Booker, Buttigieg, uh, all of our favorites are gone, and it hurts, yes. But we have to suck it up now because the alternative is Trump or the independent Trump. Because everybody wants to say that Bernie is the Trump to the left, and you know what? He's a leftist idealist because they will take stuff at face value without breaking it down, without contextualizing how he's going to get things done. But true people on the left understand that progress happens in incremental steps. And we cannot keep banking on this revolution that is not going to happen. I will say it Again, like I said in my video, you are asking me to forget my struggles that you call identity politics for a class warfare led by a man with three houses and that's a millionaire. That's almost 80 years old. I don't care if you call me ageist. I don't care if you say I'm jealous of his money. I don't care what you say about me at this point. I am tired of the slim slam man with his cult that just won't believe that nothing he says can just be done by a president over the fact that we have to get rid of Trump. I don't want to have to focus on Bernie no more. I don't want to talk about Bernie no more. I don't want to think about Bernie no more. My focus, everybody's focus should be on beating Donald Trump and undoing the damage that he did. And we can't do that right now because Bernie Sanders will not let go of what he thinks he's entitled to. Even though black voters showed up in my state, in the South, and said, we're not interested. So it is really up to us to really come at him, these next few battleground states, and show him that this is it. Concede, go away. I don't even want to beg him for endorsements. As I said to another friend, Tom, earlier today, I don't want anything from him but for him to quietly just go away. But he's not going to do that. He's going to pull the same stunts he did in 2016, talking about how the Biden camp has to pay concessions, has to change the platform, has to reach out to his uh, toxic sycophants. And we don't have time for that. We can extend as much of an olive branch as Joe is willing to, 
But if I was Joe Biden, I would just focus on making sure that people can get their ballots cast in November. That is the most important thing to his campaign right now. Not courting people who are only polling at 13% in the exit polls for actually getting out to vote. We, we can't have that. They're already talking about sitting at home in November. So we're wasting our time, breath, and energy if we're going to keep courting these people. I don't want to see it happen. I don't want to lose focus. And it's so unfair and it's so selfish of the Sanders campaign to keep this going when they know our target should be Donald Trump. Our focus at this point should be Donald Trump and mobilizing and organizing the Get Out to Vote initiative. But we can't have that because Bernie won't let it go. And this is why I say we have to knock him out in these next upcoming primary states because he's not getting it through his head that it's not about him. And his fans are going to feel the burn no matter what we say, no matter how many facts we bring in. They are just like the MAGA crowd as far as I'm concerned. And we can't keep trying to reason with them. And we can't keep negotiating with them when they don't have anything you want anyway because they don't vote. And the few that do vote will vote third party or protest vote. I know that some have written their Harambis. I know that some voted for Jill Stein. They also gave her recount money. We're not working with people who use logic, who think wisely about where they give their money to. They just don't care. They believe wholeheartedly in the promises of free college, Medicare for all, and every other thing that Bernie knows that he wouldn't even be able to pass in his first four years in office. And at his age, if you think he's able to give us eight years, I've got a bridge in Brooklyn I can sell you. I don't want to have to keep making casts talking about Bernie Sanders. I don't want to have to keep being on this uh, Snacks and Edges podcast focused on Bernie Sanders. I know that they're planning another vet and Bernie podcast. I don't want to be dealing with Bernie Sanders. If you are listening and stuck it out with me for this almost 30-minute cast, feel me on this. Bernie Sanders should be the last person I'm talking about right now. We should be moving on to focusing on what we're going to do for the general election with all these mitigated factors, with the coronavirus, with talks of voter suppression, with talks of low turnout fears. This is where our focus should be, and it's not because the selfish old man won't go home to Vermont and realize that his plan, his quest to be our president, is over. Everybody else read the signs. Everybody else understood that when they were polling almost dead last in all of these states, and even when they won the golden states of Iowa, like Pete did, but lost greatly in the South, they realized that they had to step down and support the person who did get the majority of the votes. And that is why when Pete decides to run again, I will be taking him more seriously. Even when Yang decides to run again, once he gets some actual experience, run for Senate, Yang, what the fuck, man? But when these people who took the time to ask to be our president refocus, get their careers a little bit more padded, and run again, I will have more respect for their campaigns this time around when they come back 
than I did this first time because they knew when to step down, when to sit down, and when to support. The only person not doing that is Bernie Sanders. And you have to ask yourself why at this point. You have to ask yourself why, when our greatest threat is four more years of Trump, that Bernie just can't let go and be selfless instead of selfish. And I'm telling you, I don't want to have to be doing this two, three months down the line talking about Bernie Sanders. We have way too much on our plates that we need to be focused on. And I'm not accepting having to divide my time and attention between Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders token. We need to get this man out of this primary and get our focus on November. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I really appreciate it. If you support my work, consider becoming a patron of this account. It's all in Anchor FM. You can sign up to subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. If you want to support me directly, you can go to my PayPal me, Tanisa, T-Y-N-I-S-A-W, under the PayPal me. That's how you can find me. Or you can hit me up on Twitter and say, hey, do you need a donation? Do you need this? So many of you have reached out and done that, and I really appreciate it. It helps me while I'm trying to get the novels published and finished. Uh, Tune into this cast. I will be doing more Kalari Drops. I am on the Snatching Edges podcast two times a week, Mondays and Thursdays, every week from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. EST. Thank you for listening, and I really appreciate you. I will see you guys and girls and everybody, however you identify, they, them, her, next time. Love y'all.